Michael Show. We continue on this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at MKE Brewing. Hey, if you're going to head downtown, maybe you're heading downtown tonight. Maybe you're going to go to the concerts ahead of time. You want to do something, whether it's Stenny, Second and National Walkers Point, MKE Brewing in the rooftop patio bar. Maybe you want to go down there and just watch the Brewers game on TV tonight. You can do that. Um, stop by MKE Brewing, Stenny's uh, Bar and Grill. Down there, Second and National Walkers Point, MKE Brewing on Ninth Street, downtown Milwaukee. Plus, uh, Stenny's and uh, Stenny's carries a lot of MKE products. MKE coming out with a whole bunch of uh, summertime ales to uh, please you. So check out MKE Brewing, and that is also the home, the start point for our motorcycle ride coming up on Sunday, September fourth. Looking forward to that. So there's two things I want to get to. Ben, tomorrow night. Out at the restaurant to be named later. Do you know what's going on? No. Are you going to the Phillies game tomorrow night, being the Philly fan that you are? I am actually looking at tickets. I'm trying to find someone from around here to go with me. No one else is a Phillies fan. Tomorrow night at American Family Field, they are recognizing uh, as it's Pride Night. And the Brewers are hosting a pregame drag show to mark Pride Night at American Family Field. Starring, and as the story says, quote, drag queens whose performances are decidedly not family friendly. Dora Diamond, Beth Ann Body Works, Dita Vaughn, and Marbella will dance to music provided by DJ Drip Sweat in the restaurant to be named later's Beer Garden ahead of tomorrow night's game against the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, I will post this. Uh, Dan O'Donnell from uh, uh, WISN 1130, the news talk station in Milwaukee, uh, wrote an article on this and posted video regarding uh, the performances tomorrow night. So... Uh, and the Brewers have put this out. The Brewers have say, Happy Pride Month. We are celebrating our LGBTQ communities at the ballpark Wednesday night, June 8th. So that in their pregame music and such, they're going to have uh, uh, a, a DJ, Nate Emig of Radio Milwaukee, is going to be there. And they've got uh, the RuPaul's drag, ra- drag Race winner, uh, Jada Essence Hall, is going to be there. And then this performance. So you're going to have to go to the game and you're going to have to swing by and do a little journalistic integrity here and let us know or take some video of what uh, what's happening down at the ballpark tomorrow night. I could do that. Now, I, okay. my commute is obviously a little more lengthy than one who would live in Milwaukee and go. But yeah, Correct. I'll see how the timing works out. So let us know. Let us know tomorrow night. Um, many people welcome it and say it's integrating our society. Others are saying, we don't mind integrating, but it's a little bit of a racy show for something that is so out there when it comes to the family-friendly ballpark. So I don't know. I've never seen it. I don't have a judge on it. Couldn't tell you. But if you're going to do some uh, investigative journalism tomorrow night, uh, do that. Just an FYI. So Deshaun Watson is still the topic of conversation. Another lawsuit, as we know, has been filed against him. His attorney, Rusty Harden, has said some things on a local radio show down in Houston that has not sat well with many, uh, speaking of happy endings and such. 
So Albert Breer of the NFL Network feels that uh, the the punishment for Deshaun Watson, it's starting to stack up and it's coming, but it's probably not going to happen for at least another month. We appreciate you joining us, man. What do you think pops next? Contract news? Do you think a trade maybe? What's going on with Jimmy G, Baker, all that stuff? you think any of that happens anytime soon? I think, well, so I think Deshaun's going to happen in July. Okay, that's I a think, punishment. That's a punishment happening in July. I think the punishment happens in July because okay. the discovery deadline is June thirtieth. That's the big one that the, the NFL is waiting for. Okay. I think the punishment happens. I think the, the the sanctions come in July. Think think the sanctions come in July. I uh, now I ask the question about what is the position of Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield wants to be traded. He wants out of Cleveland. He wants nothing to do with the Browns. They paid Deshaun Watson all that money. This is a guy that clearly is a creepo. And they went, no, you know, we'll take him. No problem. And not only will we take him, we'll give him the largest guaranteed contract for any quarterback in the history of the game. A guy who has done nothing. Good quarterback, no doubt. But not great. So Baker Mayfield said, to hell with you, I want out. And now the NFL may come down on Deshaun Watson. Boy, the Browns are a an absolute train wreck. And you've got, you know, kind of subterranean accusations that Jimmy Haslam, their owner, has wanted to pay coaches to lose so they could get higher draft choices. The brains, the brains, the Browns, the Browns have no brains. The, the Browns are a train wreck, man, an absolute train wreck. If you're a player on that Browns team right now, what are you thinking? That I would love to know. That I would love to know. If you're a player on that team, what are you thinking right now? 877-867-1670. By the way, that was in the uh that was on the Pat McAfee show. So I wanted to make sure you knew you knew where that came from. That was the Pat McAfee show. Just uh <laughs> Well, there you have it. Uh in the meantime, Albert Breer also talks about Baker Mayfield and the possibility of Baker and Jimmy Garoppolo being out there on the uh, on the trade blocks. Here's what he had to say. If we get past next week, yeah, you're going to hear more about Baker and you're going to hear more about Jimmy. The Browns have been willing to take on like a pretty big portion of Baker's salary. Like my understanding is they're willing. They've already, you know, like offered to take on nine or $10 million of his money. So the question is going to be, are they willing to go a little further than that? And then with Jimmy, it's just about getting him to the point where he can throw again. And so if he can demonstrate, he can throw at the end of the month, which is sort of the target then I think the dynamic could change with him a little bit, too. And people, same teams are interested in both of those guys? Yeah, I mean, Carolina is the one that I think, Carolina is like, sort of the approach they've taken here is we want to get a look at Sam Darnold, Ben and McAdoo's offense. We want to get a look at Matt Corral, how he comes along, coming from a simplistic college offense. And then we're going to reassess after we're done with the offseason program. So that's why I'm saying, like, in about a week and a half, Carolina, Seattle, like those teams, I think are going to have probably a better overall idea of where they are at quarterback, 
and that's when I think the talks, you know, resume between whether it's San Francisco and Carolina, Cleveland and Carolina, you know, Seattle and San Francisco, whatever it is, like the combination of those teams. Like I think some of those talks probably get rekindled at the end of next week. Mm-hmm. Well, you talk about just kind of stuck, both bad situations. Now, Garoppolo's proven himself. Garoppolo's been to an NFC Championship game. He's been to a, uh, a Super Bowl. I don't think he's a great quarterback. I think he's kind of a, a placeholder type of quarterback. They must have a lot of belief in Trey Lance if they're going to go ahead and part ways with Jimmy Garoppolo. That they feel, and I wonder how much that affects, say, the pro football focus rankings or the power rankings if indeed Trey Lance gets the reins to that team. And when it comes to Baker Mayfield, I mean, come on. I wonder how good Baker Mayfield's going to be going into whatever new situation he has. Healthy. Because a couple of years ago, he wasn't a bad quarterback. But this year, he'll be going into whatever circumstance healthy after the offseason surgeries. And I wonder how good he can actually be. You put Baker Mayfield into a good situation. In into a good system with a good coach, good supporting cast. You you and and bringing in OBJ, I I know he kind of conformed, if you will, when he went out to L.A. Maybe he isn't that kind of a nutty guy, but he was a nut when he was in the Giants organization. He was a nut when he was with Baker Mayfield. I don't know who's to blame. Did he just straighten up the act because he had a legitimate shot at kind of redeeming himself, a legitimate shot at a Super Bowl? He had a strong coach around him. I, I don't know. But I do know that everything that seems to come out of Cleveland stinks. And then it finds health elsewhere, which is another reason that Jarvis Landry might have looked really, really good in Green Bay. For those that said he was washed up, maybe he just needs a good quarterback and a good system and a strong coach around him. Maybe that's one of maybe he'll end up shining down there in New Orleans and you'll kind of put palm to forehead going, poof, maybe we should have gone after him a little bit harder. He knew he wasn't going to get the twenty million he was hoping for, and he ended up settling for a lot less. Could the could the Packers have gone in that direction instead? Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy if you want to find us, do it. Phone line's wide open, by the way. Um, by the way, speaking of uh the pro football focus rankings. Just an FYI, uh, Brad Spielberg or Spielberger is going to be joining us next from Pro Football Focus. We're going to talk with him about just the overall of the NFL. Just uh, as we start to dip into these mandatory mini camps, the overall of the NFL. Just taking a complete look around: Deshaun Watson, Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo, obviously Aaron Rodgers. What they feel he has at the wide receiving position, with ranking Christian Watson and, and Romeo Dubs coming out of college and adding those two weapons to this Packers organization. We'll talk with him about the Donald contract as well because Aaron Donald just got some serious gauge out there in L.A. So we'll get into all that discussion coming up here uh, after the break. Stay tuned. Uh, hey, I, I've been telling you, our friends at Forgotten Fire Winery, Jake, uh, who is, I know, listening right now, up in Peshtigo near our good affiliate up there, WMAM. Uh, they've got an event coming up, and it, I was just reading about it. You can, You get... To sit down with the winemaker, you sit down with Jake, I think it's like 20 bucks. 
you sit down with Jake. He gives you a couple of hours, explains the winemaking process. There's seven different wines that are that are, that are going right now. They show you all of this different process, the, the, how they go about making their wines, why they make their wines, tasting the wines. You get to keep the glass. There is some really cool stuff happening. All you got to do is find Forgotten Fire Winery. That's ForgottenFireWinery.com, ForgottenFireWinery.com. And uh, also find them on Facebook. You can see all their stuff as they post uh, a lot, really good uh, social media stuff for them too. But uh, they have a great outdoors area, nice little stage. They put some music outside. They bring some food in, have a little wine tasting. Not a bad way to go. So if you're going to head up to that area, up to Peshtigo, or maybe you want to make a weekend of it or an overnight stay on a weekend, that's the place to go. ForgottenFireWinery.com. ForgottenFireWinery.com. However, if you can't go to Peshtigo, look for it in your own backyard. Nothing says a relaxing night like sitting around the fire pit in the backyard. Nice bottle of Forgotten Fire Winery alongside, or a cider for that matter. Find it at Woodman's. Find it at many different grocery stores. Find it at uh, your wine and liquor stores. ForgottenFireWinery.com. That is ForgottenFireWinery.com. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show. Talking next to our good friend uh, Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus. He'll be here with us right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show a few segments to go before we get out of here coming up about 40 minutes away until then a lot of good stuff hey don't forget about our friends over there at epoxy flooring done right sean and the gang good people that is epoxy flooring done right.com epoxy flooring done right.com whether it's uh, green bay milwaukee madison everywhere in between call them 262-443-2852 uh, whether you're a homeowner, a business owner, industrial, whatever it happens to be, they can get you done. Epoxy flooring coating services, polyurea coating services, different colors, different finishes. Again, call Sean. He's the guy that did my my gym in my house. Uh, call him 262-443-2852 or go to epoxyflooringdoneright.com. That is epoxyflooringdoneright.com. Give him a shout. Um Time to talk a little bit about just the NFL in general at this point and a lot of different things going on. And joining us now is our buddy Brad Spielberger. You can get a hold of him at PFF underscore Brad from Pro Football Focus. Uh, joining us on the hotline. Brad, how you doing? I'm doing well. How you doing? Doing great. So let's start first and foremost with the Aaron Donald contract because it's huge, as we all know. And they spent a ton of money last year. So how are they working all this in to get all these guys signed, paid for, and also make Aaron Donald the highest-paid uh, non-quarterback player in the National Football League? Yeah, first of all, just on that Aaron Donald contract, we rarely, if ever, see a true raise, right? It's not an extension. There were no new contract years added to the deal. He just got, hey, here's $40 million more dollars on top of what we owed you. That's how good you are. It was, frankly, unprecedented in many ways. And the way they're able to do it is they're just continuing to push the cap hits into the future and down the line. And I like to characterize it as a credit card. Eventually that bill is going to come due. Um, but as for now, they're just comfortable just pushing that obligation out and dealing with that issue, you know, at a later time. 
So let's talk about some of the other quarterbacks that are in the league currently. But Jimmy Garoppolo, they're looking to move him. Baker Mayfield wants out. Uh, albeit we don't know what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson and how long he's going to end up being suspended for, especially with a new case being filed against him that the NFL has to investigate. Give me your thoughts on all of this right now. Yeah, there really is still so much to be done before week one kicks off. I think it's crazy to see two guys that I guess maybe you could argue Baker Mayfield is not perceived as a starting caliber quarterback in the NFL, but I think a case could be made. He's a top 32 guy. And then with Jimmy Garoppolo in San Francisco, obviously folks have nitpicked his game and have given a lot of credit to Kyle Shanahan, but you can't really argue with a lot of his playoff success and, you know, his win-loss column. So you got to get those things done. You'd imagine the Carolina Panthers, maybe the Seattle Seahawks get into the fold there. Um, maybe an injury happens in training camp and, and that kind of opens the door for them. But yeah, I think it is kind of weird. There's a lot of good quality free agents still left available. There is a lot of business still to be done before we kick off the season. I, uh, I, I keep wondering, you know, if you're San Francisco, obviously Jimmy Garoppolo want to pl- wants to play. If, if they jettison him, they must have a lot of belief in Trey Lance that he's ready to take those reins, obviously. But can they, can you keep Garoppolo around if Trey Lance is going to be your starter? See, that I think is the tough part, right, is that he's owed $24 million in salary this year. It's one of the largest salaries in the NFL. And you have Debo Samuel, who, you know, wants a new contract. Nick Bosa, we haven't heard much about it, but he probably wants a new contract that might join Aaron Donald above that $30 million per year number. So that makes it very difficult. When you're paying Garoppolo this large salary, you have other players that need new money, you know, it kind of goes against the benefit that you get from a Trey Lance and that rookie contract and the surplus value we always talk about. So I think that is the difficult decision they're facing right now is maybe they don't think Trey Lance gives them the best opportunity to win football games week one of this season, but kind of weighing the opportunity cost, it's hard not to just move on, get him some live reps and kind of let him learn on the fly. Let's talk about what's here in our own backyard regarding the Green Bay Packers. We know they restructured a lot of contracts to be able to kind of fit this season in. And and the first question, I get this question all the time. What happens if Rodgers at the end of the year decides to walk away? What what kind of a hit is that going to make the Green Bay Packers uh, kind of swallow? Yeah, so one aspect of his contract that was very interesting and, and does correlate to this is that when you have a signing bonus on a contract and then you choose to retire early, teams are allowed to try and go after that money and recoup some of that money. And, and generally they don't. For example, Andrew Luck, the Colts just kind of let it go. A famous instance where it did happen was Calvin Johnson with the Detroit Lions. They did get some of his money back, and obviously that soured the relationship there for a while. But he instead got a fully guaranteed roster bonus as opposed to a signing bonus. And without going too far into the weeds, essentially the team can't go after that money. So it was structured that way for a reason. Um, So it is not money that he has to forfeit if he does retire early. He's obviously a smart guy, and so is his his contract negotiating camp. But it'll leave them in, in a difficult spot. They'll probably have to undergo something of a rebuild. Obviously the defense is very talented, but they'd probably have to really reshape that entire offensive roster. Now, let me ask you, because the, uh, you know, everybody here wonders how good Jordan Love is. I personally don't think he's that good, but that's neither here nor there. So should we have read anything into the fact that the Packers did not deal away, nor do we understand their phone really wasn't ringing for Jordan Love this offseason? You know, it's a, it is a fascinating question because 
you want to have the inclination of maybe they don't believe in Jordan Love, and that's why they balked at trading Aaron Rodgers and weren't willing to move on. But at the same time, the guy's the back-to-back reigning MVP. It'd be different if maybe he kind of had some seasons like 2017, 2018, and they still didn't make that move. Then I think you know the red flag kind of goes up. But it's fascinating. I think for them, the way they're viewing it now is he's essentially a cheap backup. He still is a young player. He still didn't really play a, high, a lot of high-level college football at Utah State. So you still get keep him in camp, you know, develop him just like you did with Rodgers a long time ago. But obviously their MO is draft and develop and be patient and all those things. But I'm kind of with you. I think there are some signals that maybe, at least as of right now, they're not total believers and the rest of the league may not be either. I do got to ask you, today it was all the talk when you got up this morning over on the NFL Network with the ranking of head coaches, Bill Belichick, John Harbaugh and such. I understand all of that. But then they got down to it, and, and no Mike Tomlin in the top 10. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury's in the top 10. Mike McCarthy's in the top 10. I, I know you have a ranking system for all of this, and that I completely understand. But there were some things there that I thought, whoa, wait a minute. You would normally see a guy like Mike Tomlin who's had success and won in the postseason and probably has won more games and been a good head coach without the talent that necess- that's necessary to compete year in and year out. So talk a little bit about the uh, head coaching rankings, if you will. Yeah, so it's funny you bring that up. So this was not a pro football focused head coach rankings. We actually recently did one that were very different. This was not, not to, to take against this kid's work. He's a, one of our phenomenal interns. It's essentially a research project that was tied to if you control for all the players' contracts in your team and essentially try to tear it down and say, if we gave every NFL coach an average roster based on what guys are currently making, then what do things look like? Even in the article itself, pointed out that Mike Tomlin is a bit off and the Ben Roethlisberger contract kind of working against him because he was making so much money. So in the, in the study, it makes it look as though he's benefiting from having Ben Roethlisberger. But in reality, as you and I know, he has not been a good quarterback for the last couple of years. And then Tim Kingsbury, it's kind of the opposite where Tyler Murray is a superstar or, you know, at least a very good quarterback, but is on that rookie contract still. So that is not the company's opinion. That was not an, an opinion piece. It's actually a research project that I still think is very valuable and important work. Um, but it did have some outliers in it that, that I'm not going to argue with you about. <laughs> yeah, it kind of like made people scratch their heads a little bit. And if you didn't delve deep into it, uh, it, it like you said, it did uh, it did kind of lead you uh, down a different path. At least it was a great discussion piece. There's no doubt about that. With the wide receiving core the Green Bay Packers have, or as we could say, do not have, Alan Lazard is still not reported. Uh, because he is waiting for a different deal. They don't have Devontae Adams anymore. Sammy Watkins trying to get a resurgence and then bringing in some young guys. Give me your thoughts on the weaponry Aaron Rodgers has. Yeah, you know, I was super high on Romeo Dubes at Nevada. Uh, he was pointed out to me by, you know, some, some draft analysts that I respect and trust. I would never consider myself one, but I do try to watch some film closer to the draft. And he's a really talented player, also has some afterburners on him, can go up and get it, kind of like some of the things we're hearing about Christian Watson. So I think he's an intriguing option as well. Obviously, Alan Lazard is not there, has not signed his RFA tender, but when he does ultimately return, that will be a big boost as well. Look, I mean, the loss of Devontae Adams is a massive loss. There's going to be growing pains. As we know, Aaron Rodgers is all about rhythm and timing and and all these things with his weapons, so there are going to be some growing pains there. But, you know, they have Amari Rodgers developing as well. Obviously not a great rookie campaign for him, but I think they trust and believe that they're going to really, really rely on running the football 
They have a, obviously a great stable running back, a, a good offensive line. If David Bakhtiari can get back healthy, if Elton Jenkins can get back healthy, and that he only needs to throw the ball maybe 20, 25 times a game because this defense on paper, it might be the best defense in the NFL. Really? Uh, because I know the, the, the question here is whether or not this team can actually be top five. Can they be a top five defense? And and so with what they've done and bolstered themselves in the offseason, Jerron Reed picking them up, bringing back, uh, you know, uh, Campbell and bringing back Douglas, and then obviously the draft, you feel that this team could be the best team, the best defensive team in the NFL? I really do. I think the two additions in the first round with Clay Walker, you know, we talked forever for years about how running teams were killing the Green Bay Packers because of their poor linebacker play. You now pair Devondre Campbell, who obviously coming off a phenomenal season, with a guy in Clay Walker who, you know, kind of got overshadowed by N'Kobe Dean, but you go back and watch his film, he's a freak athlete, long arms. They trusted him in coverage against tight ends and running backs, which they actually didn't let N'Kobe Dean do as much as Clay Walker. And then Devontae Wyatt did fall in the draft for some off-the-field question marks, a bit of an older prospect. But talk about a guy that you put next to Kenny Clark at that three-technique spot and just let him put his pin his ears back, get after the quarterback, Obviously, Rashawn Gary, you know, had an emergence last year, and that secondary we could talk about for an entire segment. I do. I think they could be one of the best, if not the best, defenses in the league this year. That's uh, that's uh, that's good to hear. I think they can be really good, and like I agree with you that if they can get the ball back a couple more times to the offense and give Aaron Rodgers a couple more cracks at it, that could actually turn the tide, and then you may not have to worry about it. Now, real quick before I let you go, we mentioned Alan Lazard. He has not signed the RFA yet. So my my question is. Is he waiting to see if he's going to get another deal out there from somebody, if somebody goes down, or is he waiting to see if the Packers are going to give him a better offer? Yeah, you know, it's hard to do. I don't see them coming with a better offer. Maybe they agree to restructure how the money is paid, give them some guarantees. Right now it's just a you know non-guaranteed salary for the season, um, and maybe he wants to restructure how that money is paid out. But we've seen this league-wide. It's, it's a very difficult position for these players, unless you're a player – other teams are willing to sign you to an offer sheet. That deadline's already passed. No one was willing to sign, give him, a, you know, give the Packers, excuse me, a second round pick for his services. So I think it's more just kind of, you know, making his his displeasure felt and making them know he's not really happy with the situation. But ultimately, I think he will sign that tender and report. Um, like I said, maybe the, the way the money's paid is different, but the amount I don't see changing. Great stuff as always. We certainly appreciate it, Brad. And we'll talk soon. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, bud. Talk to you soon. There you go. That is uh, our buddy Brad Spielberger. You can get his stuff at PFF underscore Brad, at PFF underscore Brad, over the cap as well. He's kind of more of a capologist, but uh, immerses himself in the NFL. He thinks, and I've always said that if, if on paper this turns out to be what we think it could be, it could be a top five defense. He thinks it could be the best defense in the National Football League. I can't argue with that. Can't argue with that. Secondary is extremely solid. If Jair comes back and plays extremely well like he can, Stokes takes another step forward. Rasul Douglas, good third guy, good backup. You already have your uh, Darnell Savage Jr. and Adrian Amos. That's set as far as your center fielders go. Now you got Campbell. You picked up legitimate, and I'm talking legitimate, linebacking help, as he had mentioned. Legitimate linebacking help with Quay Walker. Devontae Wyatt up front. You kind of solidified that with Jerron Reed, who you picked up in the offseason. TJ Slayton's expected to take a step forward. Dean Lowry's still Dean Lowry. Obviously, Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary on your edge. 
And then you've got the backup of Chris Barnes. You know, you, you look to be extremely solid and a little bit deeper, defensively speaking. I think it could be. I think it, I think it could be. Now, is that going to equate to more wins in the postseason? It better. It better. 877-867-1670. A couple of segments yet to go here on the Bill Michael Show. Uh, this portion of the program as uh, brought to you by our good friends uh, over there at um, over there at uh, Sloppy Joe's. Sloppy Joe's had a great event, this Hogs for Heroes event this past weekend, from Sloppy Joe's to Smoke on the Water. Good people. Uh, Joe and Ellen did a fantastic job. I had a couple of people ask me about it yesterday and said, hey, how'd it turn out? It was great. It was, such, it was an emotional ceremony giving away the motorcycle. They raised an American flag from World War I that came back. Uh, from you know, with the belongings of a soldier who didn't, it was just such a moving day, and uh, they there to be commended. A great job, great job by all involved. And one of the stops, which was Stoll's one hundred and nine, uh, out there in Watertown, and Jeff and Alicia, man, they they put on one hell of a party and did it right it, the, all the way around. Kudos to everybody, uh, the way they did things. Nice, nice job. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Show, a couple of segments before we get out of here. A couple of things of interest. Um, in case you uh, were just kind of perusing the internet today, uh, it appears that uh, the LIV Golf Invitational, um, the press conference that took place before the inaugural event today, got uh, a little heated. To preview the day event, the circuit held the opening news conference at Centurion Golf Club in St. Albans, England, yesterday, uh, I should say, not today. Uh, Dustin Johnson, he resigns from the PGA Tour. Players among the 48-person field were asked about the LIV golf being financed by the Sovereign Wealth Fund of Saudi Arabia and its role in killing of uh, in the killing of Washington Post journalist uh, a Washington Post journalist, among other, quote, atrocities. And so it was, it got tough. Uh, Graham McDowell, according to ESPN, Graham McDowell was one of the lone golfers to provide a response to the question about working on behalf of Saudi Arabia. He said, I wish I had the ability to be able to have that conversation with you. You know, I think as golfers, we try to cure the geopolitical situations in every country in the world that we play golf in. We wouldn't play a lot of golf if we were trying to do that. It's a really hard question to answer. You know, we're just here to focus on the golf and the kind of what it does globally for the role models and such that these guys are and that we are. And, yeah, that's really a hard question to get into. Um, But it went back and forth. And basically, they're trying to pin these guys down saying, look, you're selling out for money. Um, posed with a question about participating in the sport washing, using sports to present a sanitized version of a political regime or operation. 
Taylor Gooch said, I don't think that's fair. I'm a golfer. I'm not that smart. I try to hit the golf ball and hit it into a small hole. Golf is hard enough. I try to worry about golf, and I'm excited about this week. And it goes on from there. Uh, but a bunch of these guys, not uh, they're, they're getting drilled, man. They're getting drilled. According to ESPN, an Associated Press reporter, Rob Harris was removed after the LIV spokesperson cut him off while trying to answer a question. Players began to leave as the LIV officials reprimanded the reporter for not, quote, being polite. Security then pulled him out of the field, and he was allowed to back into the media center about 10 minutes later, but basically after that, uh, he was not asking any questions. It's uh, it's 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 contentious. Contentious. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Also, for those of you in the world of golf, Tiger announcing today, not going to be playing in the U.S. Open, but is going to concentrate on coming back to play uh, at the Open Championship in St. Andrews. In the NFL side, sources are saying that the Seahawks star wide receiver DK Metcalf not present for the mandatory minicamp. As his contract talks have not yet resulted in a new deal, he continues to rehab his injury out in L.A. as well. So there you go. So maybe uh, there's some uh, contentiousness there that D.K. Metcalf, not that I think he's going to end up in Green Bay, but we'll see if uh, he becomes, um, we'll say trade fodder before it's all said and done. The captains for the LIV Golf Invitational in London. Uh, the captains, Dustin Johnson, Graham McDowell, Ian Poulter, Kevin Na, Louis Oosthuizen, Martin Keimer, Peter Euling, Phil Mickelson, Sergio Garcia, Shinwan Kim, Taylor Gooch, and Wade Ormsby. The team names of the four aces, the Niblicks, Majestics, Ironhead, Stinger, Cleeks, Crushers, High Flyers, Fireballs, Smash, Torque, and Punch. What a joke. It, it is. It really is. It's a complete joke. Um, but it's money. And and Dustin Johnson has been emphatic about leaving the PGA Tour. Now, the other news, if you want to go in this direction, um, the U.S. Open has and will accept golfers that are playing in the LIV. Phil Mickelson and all eligible golfers are welcome to play in the major, which is the U.S. Open next week uh, and under the USGA decision, which was announced yesterday that puts the open nature uh, of the championship over the player's decision to play in the Saudi-funded rival league. Mickelson and Johnson are among a dozen players, uh, as we had mentioned, that have kind of left, defected, to go to the LIV Golf Invitational. How long do you think this goes? Well, realistically, a very long time. Uh, whether it's in this format or another one, there will be money and there is interest in competing with the PGA Tour because they do have mm -hmm. a monopoly and, and there are things they could do better. But right. this exact, I mean, it's good that the live is run by completely incompetent people that named mm -hmm. a team the Fireballs and all the logos look like you just... I don't know, right. created a player in like MOB 2K2 for the Wii. So, right. uh, but the, <laughs> there always will be competition. Um, the crazy part is you mentioned the resigning. That's all done politically, from my understanding. 
because if a player resigns from the tour instead of being banned, they can then apply for reinstation after a year. So I, uh, the way I look at this is very similar to what you state. I think it becomes a joke, but because of the money involved, it stays relevant long enough for the PGA to make changes. But it, I agree with you. It, it's Now, this may appeal to a younger audience. Who knows? And as we stated uh, last week in talking about this, when you were talking about you know the, the, the players that they're targeting, if they can't get the, uh, the top players from the PGA Tour, they're going after the younger guys. They're going after the, these, these young players that are, on, that are in college right now and giving them contracts to come over there for a lot of money. So, therefore, those guys aren't going to Q school. They're, they're leaving straight for professional golf over in Saudi Arabia, which is the Saudi Arabia-funded LIV tournament so I or, or, or league. So it's going to go for a while, but I think it's over time. If this first, second, third uh, event doesn't go as planned and looks kind of weak and becomes somewhat of a joke, you'll probably see more and more players go, yeah, it's just about the money, There's, there's, which it is, but there's nothing more to it than that. That's the worst thing about all this for me is some of some of the people are very upfront. Like, I am going to take this money. And at that point, right. I, what am I going to say? It's, it's your life. Do it. But right. for the people that are acting like they're crusading for a better world and a better tour by doing this, it's, it's just complete horse crap. Like, like right. they went for the money. Just say it, and then it's all good. Whatever. Yep. I'm not going to watch, but... Whatever. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not real interested I, in it. I will turn it. It starts on Thursday. I, I will turn it on. We can do a live live report in the second <laughs> half of Thursday's show. The live live. Oh boy, I can't wait for that. Do you know live what live. live stands for? It's so dumb. No idea. It is the Roman numerals for fifty four. If you birdie every hole. Oh jeez. <laughs> All right. Like, if they had hired somebody that wasn't a, com- that. a complete idiot to market this tour, maybe they had a chance. And right. I, I don't know. They're paying some of these guys. Like, what I don't understand is, like, when you pay Steph Curry an insane amount of money, he is clearly worth that back in value to your franchise in terms of interest right. and playing. I don't understand how any of these guys are worth hundreds of millions of dollars in value to the, say, investors. And I know right. they have unlimited money. I can't wrap my head around why that's smart. Yep. I uh, I don't have a lot of interest in it other than the fact that at some point you are going to see those high-name golfers. And Sergio, remember, he was blowing up bridges when he left. I don't have to deal with this anymore after next week, you know, that type of thing. That condescending, I'd like to punch him. Uh, but some of these guys who just were outspoken and somewhat burned bridges, I'm I'm wondering at what point do they come back with their tail between their legs and say, no, I, I, I want to be here. Because that's what you got to ask them. When this thing ultimately fails, whether it's a, a year or two, but the, the eventually they're going to come back. And that's when you say, so... You want to burn the bridge. You want to blow up the PGA. You can't stand it. You're going to go take the money, but you want to come back and play in the majors? Isn't that contradictory? Isn't that hypocritical? 
And then when this thing ultimately fails, do you just go, you know, um, well, can I come back and play? Uh, bring my ball back. So stay tuned. We're going to wrap things up next on the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Summerfest grounds, the American Family Insurance Theater, and uh, there with Ario Speedwagon and Loverboy coming up later on tonight. So I'm uh, going to see some guys from Sticks, and uh, looking forward to that. Uh, back at it again tomorrow, and we've got uh, Game One of the Brewers and the Phillies to recap. And moving forward, also uh, we'll recap uh, Day One of the mandatory OTAs as well, the mandatory minicamp. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Nice Ash. Go to theniceash.com. Was down there this weekend on uh, on Saturday night, as a matter of fact. It had a had a wonderful time. Uh, re- I tell you what, they had a rhythm and blues band down there on Saturday. They were really good. Really good. Uh, I can't remember what the name of them were, but they were... They, they travel everywhere. They were really good. They get some music down there, man. I'm telling you, it is a little bit of whiskey, a little bit of pappy, good smoke of cigar, good beer, good Bud Light, Jack Daniels, the triple mash my buddy Justin had. Yeah, good stuff. We had a good time down there. Go to theniceash.com. That is theniceash.com. So um, the other thing to think about, Ben, on, and by the way, Will Salmon on the program tomorrow as well. Will Salmon going to join us and talk some about Brewers and Phillies too. So the other thing to think about is I know they're getting paid a lot of money. I wonder how much some of these players on the Live Tour are going to lose in sponsorship deals and if that money is going to then equate. You know what I mean? Oh, I think the money for the Live will be more. What they've talked about a lot is they have to do so much for the Tour. They've added yes, they a lot do. of media stuff. They have to make all the rich people there happy. They have to let like fans come and walk fairways with them and celebrate. They're, they sell like ticket packages where it's you yeah. get to celebrate on the green with the winning team. It's so weird and dumb. It, uh, it it's it's you're right. It's more fan interactive. There's no doubt about that. Um, I just again, I wonder how long this goes. I wonder how long this goes. So you've got your six-person live watch list? Yeah, it, it actually expanded to seven a couple minutes ago. Okay. It just names I've been writing down for <laughs> a, a while minutes ago. <laughs> of, of guys that, you know, we could see go over. I, I don't have yeah. a music bed for this, but I wrote this down a couple of days ago. But Steph Curry, after the finals end, he's an absolute stick on the golf course. Could see that go. See how much money he okay. would get. Tony uh, Romo's got to be on that list. Uh, Tony Romo was my next name. Uh, part of it is I don't need to hear him in the booth anymore, but he could go do it. Little John Daly, if the PGA Tour thing doesn't work, I feel like the namesake oh, yeah. could go work. Maybe his dad goes yeah. too. I was going to say, maybe just John Daly. Yeah. I have Jimbo Fisher. I don't know why. I just think it'd be hilarious. <laughs> and then Saban would dunk on him on the way out. Yeah. We have you after your uh, yeah. tr- tremendous round yesterday. Tremendous round yesterday. Uh, and the last two, Aaron Rodgers, he said he's going to retire a Packer, though 
maybe, you know, that could happen at a different time than we might expect. And finally, the Michelob guy from the PGA Championship. We'll see oh, how much yeah. the live offers him to go drink a beer and watch him golf. Just stand there. Yeah. Which my services Jesus. would be available for, by the way. Yeah. I'm just standing around drinking beer. That's your thing, man. Hell yeah. Every now and then, maybe come in, be a uh, DH putter. Got the DP, the designated putter. You got that going on. That's not a bad way to go. Will Sam at a talk some Brewers tomorrow. Brewers and Phillies starting it off tonight. Mandatory minicamp is underway. We'll recap tomorrow. Until we talk again, got some music to go listen to tonight. Sticks is in town. I'm going to go have a good one. Hopefully you do as well. Time for us to go. You have a good one. Till then. Soup. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.